Welcome to Equestrian Movement's First Do No Harm podcast. I'm your host, Katie Boniface, co-founder of Equestrian Movement with Sarah Gallagher. We work with horse riders who want to build a stronger bond and a deeper connection with their horses. In our First Do No Harm podcast, we discuss with other industry professionals how to work with horses to firstly do no harm and secondly support their mental, emotional and physical well-being throughout the training process so that we have horses that enjoy learning and ask to be ridden. Each episode, we discuss the different influences our training can have and how we can improve our horses' overall athleticism, soundness of mind and body, and emotional fortitude, while strengthening and deepening our relationship with our horses. Each week, I will endeavor to bring to you a new episode on horse riding, training, handling and husbandry for an interview with other industry professionals to help you address where and why you might get stuck in creating the beautiful union of dancing souls that is the equestrian sport. Are you ready to kick off today's show? Let's get started. Hey team, welcome to episode 28 of the First Do No Harm podcast. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the skills that we need as a horse trainer and horse riders and horse handlers to better incorporate emotional self-regulation with horses. So if we're going to talk about this topic, you probably want a little bit more information on what emotional self-regulation is. So emotional self-regulation is the ability to recognize that your emotional reaction is within your control uh, and recognizing that other people's emotional reaction to you and behaviors are basically outside of your control and then trying to find a way of better managing our emotional reactions so that we have more positive and beneficial outcomes. The difficult part in this situation is that behaviors and emotions are very tightly wound together and what you'll hear me say a lot is that a horse can't control its behaviors if it can't control its emotions. Emotions are wrapped up in chemical reactions within our body. So the experience of love is oxytocin, frustration is dopamine inhibition, happiness and serotonin are closely uh, connected and GABA and relaxation are strongly connected to each other. So they're just the easy ones where we can identify a single neurotransmitter or hormone that is responsible for us feeling a certain way about a certain something and from there like they can get so much more complex like jealousy anger like all of the different emotions that are mixture of different hormones and neurotransmitters combined in action and what the overall goal is for these hormones is social integration because for us as you know we used to be in tribes and whatnot and for horses as members of herds Social integration is the key to survival and longevity. Within those mix of emotions, we do have an emotional handbrake where we have the ability to stop the acceleration of a certain emotion and regulate it so we can shift it to a different emotional state. This is so damn hard though. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, but it's basically what we're trying to teach our horses. So, for example, in our confidence through curiosity, we're asking our horses to put the handbrake on their fear response and to um, instigate curiosity and confidence instead. With our relaxation cues, we're basically asking our horse to put the handbrake on whatever emotion they're currently accelerating and to bring themselves back to a state of relaxation and then bringing their energy back up from there. We call this um, toggling, so being able to bring the energy levels up and then being able to drop them back down into a state of relaxation. Our environment is a really big contributing factor to our emotional response and then also our relationships with others, but they're shaped from basically what our lives were when we were super young, when we were babies, and the same for our horses. Our brain likes to work as unconsciously as it can, and so these emotional reactions are like a default or a defense mechanism that our bodies go into from learnt behaviors and, and learnt experiences that have shaped who we are. For us to rewire our emotional reaction and our horse's emotional reaction, we have to like acknowledge it in the moment, which is where it's the hardest because we're feeling all the feels and we're accelerating on that feeling. And to be able to drop ourselves out of that emotional reaction into a state of relaxation so that we can then feel the feeling that we want to feel. So, for example, um, working with Fiddy when I get super frustrated <laughs> because he just triggers that in me. Um, the job that I have to do is to de-escalate my frustration and bring myself into a state of relaxation and then connect with what love looks like because at that stage I definitely do not feel love for him so I have to kind of go to my dog because I love her so much <laughs> and then um, experience that feeling and then transfer that experience to Fiddy. And so that is how slowly over time I am reshaping my emotional response to Fiddy. Um, and so that's basically what emotional self-regulation looks like. It's kind of checking our emotional response as it happens, recognizing that that emotional response isn't going to help us basically, and then trying to figure out what emotional response will help us and working on feeling that. And it takes practice. Like, you know, you have to practice feeling the good feelings. You have to practice thinking the good thoughts. You have to practice experiencing that within the moment that you're you know, maybe not experiencing the good feelings. But it's, it's possible. Um, I do it all the time with the horses because it's the only way that we can you know really get them on our team and working with us is to not inflict our emotional response to their behavior on them it's not my horse's fault that you know all of these like little things that shape these emotional reactions in us it's not our horse's fault that they're 
triggering it and it is our job if we want to work with them and we want to ask them to do challenging things and we want to expose them to stress and we demand them for them to carry us and to go to shows and trails and whatnot it is our job to have emotional self-regulation capabilities at the very least you want to make sure that you can not engage emotionally to begin with and then if you cannot engage emotionally, work on engaging from a place where you love the horse that you're working with. And then if you can work on doing those things, then you can think about, okay, now what does my horse need within this experience to thrive? And so what we're looking for is that they're not just reacting to our ask. They're not just reacting to what we're doing. We're not triggering a reaction from them we are shaping out their response to us. We're shaping the emotional response that we're looking for and we're shaping out what we want them to think in response to our ask. There are so many horses that just tune us out completely because we have stopped listening to them and we're not getting them to think good things about us. We're not giving them the grace to process the ask and so you we will um, accelerate the pressure to try and get that responsivity or we might spook them into responding to the, to us or you know however you are working with your horse to motivate them at the moment like are you motivating a positive emotional reaction to you where they're going to think about how much they like you or are you motivating a negative emotional reaction to you which is going to lead to a behavior that you don't like and is going to create friction between you and your horse and they're going to disconnect from you and then that friction is going to get bigger and then the two of you just really don't like each other. Uh, know this one from experience so don't um, think that I'm pointing fingers at you or you know calling you out <laughs> this is like basically my life's work is like learning how to control how I feel about how a horse is behaving <laughs> so um what we're talking about why we're talking about this is if we think about our horses that respond to an environmental trigger with fear and then so they're holding tension they're holding worry in their body and we can feel that fear we can feel that tension and that worry and so then we get tense and we get fearful and we get worry and then our horse sees that we're scared and they don't go oh my human is scared because they're scared of me they go oh my human is scared therefore my reason for fear was legitimate and there is something in our environment to be scared of. So the ability for us as the handler and the rider and the trainer to be able to catch our emotional reactions to our horses and reshape them is so, so important to creating safe horses that know how to look after us. Because if we react emotionally, then our horse doesn't recognize always that the emotional reaction is to them. And so then it becomes like fireworks of emotions towards each other. They're not, oh well, some horses are really good at this. Like we have like established school horses that know how to not react emotionally to our emotions and also like that's basically what therapy horses are right is they're like giving us the space to work through our emotional traumas 
and so they know kind of like how to do it but there's lots of other things that come into play with the horses themselves like how good was their beginning in life um, and how like well are they established within their, um, their environment and their herd and their people and everything uh, those are all going to have contributing factors towards whether the horses have the um, capacity to emotionally self-regulate. We talk about this a lot in our membership. But if uh, ideally this is our job as the person that wants to sit on our horse's back, we need to be able to control ourselves emotionally so that we're not triggering our horse's emotional reactions to us. So this, like the most common one is going to be the fear and, and the spooking and, and whatnot. So if you've had an experience where your horse is spooked and you've gotten hurt or you're scared of getting hurt, then your horse is going to feel that fear and they don't recognize that you're scared of them they think that you're scared of whatever they're scared of that they think is in their environment and so that's going to put the escalator on the fear because they look at us and they say see you acknowledge that there's something to be scared of as well so this is an art like we don't just um, be able to set ourselves into a state of deep relaxation while our horse is like spooking at its environment just like one time oh magically now I can do it you know this is an art and you know my students are constantly talking to me about how they think that I'm fearless and it's not that I'm fearless I'm like scared a lot when I'm working with the horses like I feel fear a lot but it's that I have learned how to not show it. I've learned how to not show it too well to the horse. The one time that I find it really hard to control fear is if I've had too much coffee. So I'm already like at that threshold, ready to tip over at any stage. I'm like hypervigilant, overstimulated, and cannot get my heart rate or my respiratory rate down. But otherwise, I have gotten pretty good at that emotional self-regulation of fear one thing in particular that got me there was my horse king uh anytime that i felt anything basically i would fall off him <laughs> i it would be excitement it would be fear like any kind of high range of emotional state would mean i was falling off a horse to the point where like for a good you know, 10 to 15 years after I had him, I could not feel excitement without feeling like I was going to fall off, uh, including like on the ground when there's no horses around me. I cannot handle like excited people around me because it made me feel like I was going to fall off a horse. So whilst that had some like detrimental, I guess, like emotional development issues on my side of things, it made it a lot easier for me to work and train horses because I knew how to just kind of shut down an emotional fear response to horses. So we're going to talk a little bit about the science of relaxation when our body is going into a fight or flight state we're turning off the part of our body that is responsible for rest and digest we can stimulate the rest and digest part of our body and take ourselves out of fight or flight by stimulating the vagus nerve one of the things that stimulates the vagus nerve is humming 
So uh, one of the things that I've that I've been doing as a trainer without like really paying attention to it, but it's like one of the tools that I lean heavily on if I'm working with a horse that's holding tension or worry is to put some music on and hum because that helps me stay in that more low energy, less responsive state where I'm not going to start escalating my fear. Obviously also avoiding the coffee (laughs) helps or being like physically tired. (laughs) Um, But the putting some music on and humming or like singing with my horse helps to keep me from um, getting scared and that rubbing off on the horses as well. It's also why we put so much value in our breathing and relaxation exercises. I want to be able to take a deep breath and my horse takes a deep breath at the same time. When you have the level of connection and focus from your horse that they take a deep breath because you take a deep breath, then you know that they're really like trusting you as a leader. You're really showing up as someone worth following and that you're so we can't physically control our horses. We can try, but not many of us actually can, especially if you're uh, new or intermediate um, in your riding, you're going to have a real struggle with actually physically controlling a horse. So what we want to do is we want to control our horse's emotional reaction to us and if we have some ability to influence their emotional response to us then we have the um, flow on effect of being able to control their behavioral reaction to us and also a little bit of what they're thinking. So what we're looking for here is you know taking some responsibility for where our emotional state is when we're working with our horse And then we may need to do some work ourselves on our own emotional self-regulation. What is that like thing that you feel when you're working with your horse? Do they annoy the buggery out of you? Do they make you scared? Do they make you feel like you're not good enough? Do they make you frustrated? Do they make you, I don't know what other things there are. They're the main things that I feel. If you've got other feelings that your horses make you feel, just message us. I'd love to know. Um, But taking some responsibility for the way that you're feeling and the way that you're showing up for your horse and spending the time reshaping that emotional response. Some of our favorite emotional responses to reshape into is uh, relaxation. So as I said, doing some humming, doing some breathing, being able to get my energetic state deeper. Horses love when we are quiet emotionally and we're not like firing the tension at them. (laughs) Um, Also being in that place of love and affection for our horses uh, one thing actually that I really enjoy is all of the horses that I work with, they give me like a little knicker of excitement um, when they've accomplished something. So when I get excited that the horses have figured something out and give them a big reward and a big pat, you can like really see it 
in their facial expressions where they get chuffed in themselves but they also really express it to me vocally as well so that's a really fun one to to work towards but you have to be very precise in how you structure your training program for that because um, your horse is only going to feel that if you've instilled confidence in them and they feel like they've succeeded within their training session and your horse cannot feel like they have succeeded if you come away from the training feeling like you're not good enough and you're feeling disheartened and that you can't do it so it's about like making the goalposts adjusting the goalposts to be more achievable creating a situation that builds your confidence and therefore builds your horse's confidence the more we overface our horses the more we overface ourselves the more we're going to break our horse's confidence in us and in themselves and then that turns into behaviors as well so uh basically <laughs> what i'm saying is uh, you know, there's a lot more to training than what you can make your horse do. When we're looking at good trainers, the good trainers aren't making their horses do things because um, they can make horses do things. Like horses aren't doing things well because of how well they can make them do things. The trainers have a confidence and a self-assuredness and have figured out a way of helping the horse organize its emotions, even if the way they've helped the horse organize their emotions is to teach them not to feel the emotions in the first place. They've figured out a way and, you know, that's what instructors can't teach. Like, it's really hard as an instructor to teach someone how they can organize their horse's emotions because it's so individual. Like the way that a thing that a horse does makes me feel will make you feel different, will make somebody else feel something different. The way that I work with a horse will make a horse feel something and the way that you work with a horse would make them feel something different. And so it's very unique and individual as to how our horses react emotionally to us but part of that process really is taking the step back to recognize where we're at emotionally when we work with the horses and how like what we're feeling is going to have a flow and effect and how we can take a little bit of control and I'm not saying that you can go out tomorrow and you know you still have to make good choices for you and your horse you're not going to go out and have a you know rearing horse that's bronking around all over the place and go Katie said all I had to do was feel love and d breathe deeply like <laughs> that's not the key message to take away from this because that horse also needs to work on some communication and some emotional self-regulation and probably has some bigger underlying issues than um, you know what their handler is, is feeling in response to them but what I want you to really think about is you know when that friction comes into the training session when your horse experiences that disconnect when you start to feel get all up in your feelings about how your training session is going what are you feeling and what are you thinking and how can you reshape that for a more positive outcome? Can we just finish the training session before that point? Finish on that point of success, build on your successes and then both you and your horse will get more confident in each other 
can you recognize that maybe the fact that you're feeling disheartened and like you're not good enough is making you show up as you know somebody who isn't good enough to your horse maybe when or for me an example is you know when I had that friction with Fiddy was getting just super frustrated and walking out on him whereas what he needed to know was that I was actually there for him and I cared about him and I loved him and I wasn't just trying to make him do party tricks. So the like emotional aspect of the training has a lot to do with how we value our horses and how our horses feel valued and loved. Some of our horses, especially like the ones that have had a really good start in life um, and are like less sensitive within themselves are quite fine and they don't like really need us to be super in control of ourselves um and you know also like our heavier horses that are just less reactive in in general can kind of cope with um you know us being a little bit <laughs> messier emotionally around them and they also really enjoy us being vulnerable around them so one of the things that you know really opens them up to us is if we are upset and we go to them for a good cry and you know let it all out that that way they it generally can like bring us closer um which is fun and you know what it's damn good for the soul too <laughs> so you know take take this little bit of advice and if you're feeling a bit sad and upset and you need a good cry go down and cry with your horse and uh, that is another way that we can form a stronger bond and a deeper relationship with our horses so that's it for today i would love to know what you think about this conversation uh, it may not be something that you hear too much about definitely something that we talk a lot about in our membership training trainability because the underlying aspect of having a horse that is safe and that knows how to look after us is being able to create challenges that shape out our horse's confidence and being able to show up for them in a way that can reorganize their emotional response to those challenges into developing confidence. Until next week, happy trails. If you're loving what you're listening to on the podcast, you might be starting to recognize that trying to control your horse through submission-based training is the worst way to ask your horse to look after you. If you're working with or riding horses, you know how unpredictable and sometimes scary they can be. Unfortunately, most struggling horse riders make the mistake of thinking they can physically control their 400 plus kilo fur babies by moving their feet or spooking them into responding with flags and join up. Without giving your horse a reason to care about you and look after you, you will most likely end up with a horse that is disconnected at best, shut down or explosive at worst because they can't communicate their needs with you. Especially if you are already scared, worried or nervous handling your horse. That's why we've created our new free online training experience, building a connection with your horse. This is how I've gone about creating safe horses for beginners, no matter the breed or previous handling experiences. If you want to learn the secret source behind developing safe horses that care about you and look after you without trauma triggering training methods, register for our new training today at www.equestriummovement.com forward slash connection and I will uncover the three big mistakes you might be making if you're trying to build a relationship with your horse 
and how you can start building your horse's trust and confidence in you as a leader worth following.